Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Recording. That's recording. Dan, what's going on? Welcome to the podcast. How you doing, man? Hey, Chris. I'm doing good. Yeah. We finally got this together, man. I was a couple of times. I know that uh, you know we we kind of missed each other. I passed in the night there, but I'm glad it, it happened. Man. People are busy. Got stuff going on, and plus, one of the weird what's hard for me when doing these podcasts. I got to do them usually this late at night. Anyway, well, I mean, right. it's not super late, but it's kind of late. Related right. to most people want to work or do it, I think. But That's so, right. but this is the only time I can fit them in. So it's really hard for me to get people in here. And I'm just thankful that you were one of the ones who said, "Yeah, let's do it." Oh, of course, man. No, so, I think you. I think you do a good job. So, thank you. but uh, but one of the things, just to get the audience kind of knowing your background a little bit and everything, you know, you seemed like one of these guys who was all about success. You were pouring your heart, what blood and sweat and tears and all that, whatever you say into it, just to try to be this certain person the perfect life and all that then you kind of hit a rough patch and then you kind of that led you down a road where you started learning more about i guess human psychology and how people were like what their passions are and is that kind of all right, right and, how, and how to speak to others well, that's that's pretty good i mean the way you, the way you speak about it i would speak about it more that i, I had an epiphany one day okay that, you know i i wanted to be successful i wanted to uh, execute them, you know, get, make my numbers that that was, it, it's often, you know, we go through these periods and, and we don't really understand why we're doing what we're doing. Right. Sure. And so, and for me, it was just, it was a, a core need to be significant in some way. And so, you know, I, I had some role models that were, uh, let's say less than ideal in certain ways, but but very successful and drove, you know, a BMW and made a certain amount of money. And, and that really appealed to me, right? Because I, I wanted to be somebody. I wanted, I wanted to be successful. You know, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to settle for second best. I didn't want to have to, you know, worry or, uh, about whether I could um, live where I wanted to live or, or attain a certain, and, and, you know, later on in life, you look back on that and you realize it's almost a form of insecurity, right? A lack of of belief 
you feel like you have to achieve these things, uh, these external cues about who you are in order to prove to people that you belong. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that statement gets very deep very quickly. So I won't, we won't get into that right yet, but, <laughs> but, you know, in my twenties, I mean, man, I was like, I was just really angry a lot and I was really frustrated a lot. And so it, that stopped me or interfered with me being able to connect with people the way that I needed to and the way that I wanted to. And uh, I finally had to just sit down and say, you know, this is not healthy. This is not, this is not good. This is not the way I want to feel. And why am I doing these things? Why am I acting this sure. way? Sure. And uh, that got me into um, Tony Robbins and NLP. And uh, ever since that point in my late twenties, I've really been a voracious reader of why we do the things we do and how we can create meaningful change in our life. Right. Sure. And so, you know, and I went on, I've made mistakes. I mean, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, right. I've been in sales a long time, been in business a long time, and I've made a lot of mistakes. And I, I wish I'd had someone that had taken me by the hand and said, don't, don't do this. Think about this, focus on this, believe in this about yourself, concentrate on this, you know, understand this dynamic when it comes to the relationships you're trying to build. And, and as much as my, my father loved me and my mother loved me, they did a great job as parents. You know, they didn't have that training. They didn't have that, the, that any, any idea of how to sort of corral and direct me in the right direction. And that's, that's what I really needed. So that's what I try to do now. You know, I try to get with people when they are, when they are kind of coming to that point in their life, that they've checked all the boxes on the materialistic checklist. And then they, they wake up every day and they're still just like, there's still this big hole in their, in their heart and they don't understand why. And they don't understand how to move forward from there. So that's what I, I try to work with people that way. I try to work with sales teams that way. I work with leaders that way. And I'm partnered with a great company. It's Aslan Training and Development. And, um, their entire philosophy is being other centered and it, uh, it supports that we're happiest when we serve, which is a psychological truth. We're happiest when we serve others. So that makes sense. Like it's, it's like a servant type of leadership, almost like it's, it, it is, it's servant leadership. Now we're responsible for results, right? So sure. we still, we still have to coach people to execution, but what, what you, what we find and, you know, especially I think in sales today is that, that sales leaders are really more, uh, administrators, they look at metrics, they track activity, you know, they don't focus on what, what we have is that we have a, a, an expectation that we set. For example, it might be, I want you to make 50 cold calls this week. Well, you, you really, you can really meet that metric and still underperform because a, a call is not a good call. You know, you, you have to know whether the, you're, you're executing well, whether you're showing competence in what you're doing or whether you're just kind of going through the motions. And that is true in a lot of things in life, not just in selling. So we have to learn as leaders, you know, how do we how do we coach our people up? And and honestly, the 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 reality is, and this is not just in selling, it's in all all facets of business and life. The difficult part of helping someone else is getting to know them and understanding what makes them tick, understanding you know, how do I motivate you? Why do you get up and come into the office every day? Or why do you get up and dial in every day? 
what what are you trying to to do with your life? What goals are you trying to meet? What's important to you? And it may be that they're they're new fathers or mothers. It may be that they're looking to buy a home. It may be that they want to go on a a trip. It may be that they're getting married and they want to pay for those you know arrangements and all. Whatever it is, we need to know that so we can help that person understand what we're asking them to do is in their own best interest. And then that's that's when we have an ability to actually to create meaningful change in the lives of others. So I just went down that the sales leadership and sales training uh, tunnel there, but that works with individuals as well, you know? Well, that's a good point. That, that And that's one of the things that I've learned about having these, I guess, long form conversations for an hour on this podcast that, you know, when you start to talk to people, you learn like what their motivations are, what actually drives them and just how different each individual person is rather than just saying like, you know, cause some people like yourself, like we said at the beginning, you were all about success and money and driving a BMW or whatever it was. And then where some people were just kind of, you know, I guess they're good enough. is good enough. You know, Hey, I'll just take the, right. uh, the old Ford crown Vic and, you know, right. you know, work my nine to five and come on to my family and live out my days. And, and that's good enough for me. And, and sometimes I wonder, if all people, you know, all people I think are motivated, but is it a different gene or is it learned over time where people kind of decide where they want to be at in life? Well, you know, it's interesting you say everything is unique. You know, one of the things I've noticed in working with people is when you ask somebody, you know, where do you think you are in your life? Are you successful? You know, and are you happy? Those are the two things you ask. And sometimes people will say, yeah, you know, I'm successful and they'll they'll tick off all the things they own, right? And then you ask if they're happy and they'll say, well, you know, not really. I'm still kind of searching for my meaning. I'm still kind of, you know, I'm looking for my purpose. We, you can't really be successful if you're not happy. Those two things, you can be happy, just happy and and enrich in other ways rather than financially, you know, if you know what I'm saying. So, so pe- people are driven by different things, right? So, uh, as as I was training and as a strategic interventionist is what I'm trained in, and that's Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonis. And Tony, of course, is neuro linguistic programming, which is creating new habits, positive habits, and replacing the old habits. And Chloe is all about human needs. So, the six human needs. I know you've heard of Maslow's uh, pyramid of needs. All of those things. Oh yeah. They're sim- They're similar. But the difference is that uh, Chloe Madonna's talks about the relationships and the needs we have in our relationships with other people and how our behavior rewards us in some way, whether it's positive or negative. So and, and the reason I'm, I'm kind of talking about that is if, if there's eight billion people on this planet, there's eight billion different ways to live life, you know, and to be happy in life. And if you are happy, you by my definition, you're successful, whether you are, you know, um, um, what would you call it, a medium wage earner, but you've got a wife that you love who loves you. You've got children that are healthy and happy and they're, you know, growing and that know that they're loved and valued. You've got family that you, that you're connected to that love and appreciate you. All of those things are riches, right? I mean, so the people that appreciate those things don't worry so much about an income level. They don't worry so much about the materialistic things like you were talking about. And so, and that's okay. You know, that's the that's the real epiphany there is it doesn't really nobody's better than anybody else in this world. And and my dad, yeah, you know, one of the great things, he did many great things in raising me, but one thing was he told me that, you know, nobody knows how to how to dig a ditch, 
better than somebody that digs a ditch every day. That's true. And so if you're not digging a ditch every day, then someone who does can teach you something, son. Never forget that because you can look at it from the outside and think it's easy. But when you're sitting in your chair trying to run a podcast, it's a whole different set of, uh, you know, gotchas. Oh, right? yeah. yeah so, of you know, yeah. so, but it's, it's fascinating, man. Human psychology is fascinating. I mean, it is. The, the, when you see people are, are so wonderful and so capable of joy and happiness and, and let's say productive lives. And often they're so busy living out their fears that they're not living their dreams. You know, they're so inhibited by there's, there's many things that, that seem to get in our way, but it's the feeling of, of what do other people think, you know, how are other people judging me? And, and do I belong? So many things that we do and we see people do are this, is this almost undeniable drive to belong and be accepted. And until you reach a point in your life, you're like, this is who I am as imperfect as I am. I, and I love myself. Those, those people that are part of my tribe are going to gravitate to me. Mm-hmm. And when they do, I want to hold on to them and love and respect them. Those people that don't appreciate me and aren't on the same wavelength as I am, I want to, I want to maintain my distance. Yeah. What's well, one so, of the things like you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most, right? Whatever that saying is. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that I, I probably will when you say it, but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. It goes along that the five people you hang out with the most, you're the average of. And so if you're surrounding yourself with people who don't have any goals or expectations in life and just, you know, are okay with mediocrity, that well, that's probably how it's going to be for you is mediocrity. But then to that point, though, it's like what you were saying, when you do try to, you know, take a step outside that circle and then you start to wonder, you know, I guess in human psychology, it's almost like a survival instinct. Like, oh, maybe you need to stay in your comfort zone because this might not work out. You know, right. you got a steady paycheck. Don't take this leap of faith because what if your friends are going to think of you? You know, you're going to, you might look like a fool. You might look like X, Y, and Z. So it's like keep pulling you back in. What is it like crabs in a bucket? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. when a crab tries to get out, the other crabs are pulling them back down. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's interesting, but it's true, right? Because what I think what, what people worry about is, this is this is what I I try to share with clients when I talk to them. You know, your main your main driver of stress is worrying about things you can't control. So when you're looking outside and your your attention is outside and you're worried so much about that person what they think and that person what they're saying and that person who they're talking to and this person do they really like me and this person when you're when your focus is so much outside, you know, you you just you really don't know you really don't know who you are. And that's something I think, you know, that a lot of us suffer from. But th- that leads to stress. You're trying to control other people. You can't control other people. I use an, an acronym, and actually it came from uh, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes, which I don't know if you're a uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ohio State fan. but I'm not you know, a fan, but I know who you're talking about. Right, exactly. And they used, a, uh, they used this E plus R equals O. And so it's event plus response equals outcome. And I and I try to tell everybody to keep that in mind because the only thing you can control is your response. And you have to know what your outcome is or what you want your outcome to be to help moderate how you respond. Yeah. That's the only thing you can control. All of these things going on in the outside world, all of these other issues, all of other people's thoughts, 
other people's behaviors. You can't change that, but you can control how you respond, you know, and you can work, you can work to be a positive influence in people's lives and you can lead by example, but you, you can't control other people, right? Wow. You can't, I, I know, I know when I was young, I'd be late, man, it would be a traffic jam and I would be like, just, just stressed out. And you just got to realize I got to let that go, man. That's out of my control. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to have a heart attack because I'm late for a meeting when there's a bunch of idiots that don't know how to drive and there's a little rain, you know, I can't help that. And you can't say, well, you should have left earlier. Well, you know, how much earlier should I leave? You know I mean? What do I do every day? I'm going to leave two hours early. I mean, come on, man. So, you know, you, you have to do your best and that's all you can do. You know, and, uh, don't try to control the things that you can't control. Is that one of the things that young people all, you know, men and women get caught up with, you know, like we're talking about success and happiness and that with the modern world today, we're kind of taught, you know, what success is and not really care about what your actual happiness is. And, oh, did you freeze up on me? Oh, you're back. Okay. Sorry, yes. but I like to freeze up sometimes for whatever. That's okay. Okay. But anyway, like, I guess what I was talking about was that, you know, in the modern world today, it seems like life is just going so fast right now that people don't really stop and take think about like kind of what you're saying about success and happiness and what really does make them happy and, and what actually can't, what can they control and not control, you know? And then they just, just let this momentum just keep going and building up and building up. And they just don't really understand like the effect it's playing on their actual psyche. No, I, I agree with you. And I think some of the things you're talking about are, you know, social media and you can say Instagram or TikTok or whatever, but it's, it's when other people do something and you are sort of envious of that, you, you have to understand when you see anybody that puts forth a, a public image, what you're seeing is really the demo. I don't know. I, I've been in software my whole life. So, oh, you yeah. know, the, the demo is what you show when it's like, hey, this is everything's perfect. Right? This is a controlled environment. I know all of the uh, all of the uh, variables. I know everything, you know, the memory, the CPU speed, the, the Wi-Fi connection. I've got everything just the way I want it. And now I'm going to show you all things perfect, this is how it would look. And that's what you're looking at with everybody on social media. You're seeing a moment in time where they've everything, they're trying to make everything look as perfect as it can be. And it's not reality, you know? And it's, it's just like the, what was it? The Photoshopping stuff we've talked about where they show these, uh, these images of celebrities or whoever, and they're Photoshopped or, you know, you see these, uh, um, People, I want to say like Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson or yep. anybody like that or John Cena or anybody like that. And you think, man, if I work out hard enough, I'll, you know, I can look like that. Well, that's not reality, man. You know, that's not reality. Mm-hmm. And even, even if you have, if you've ever done any kind of bodybuilding or anything like that, that's a moment in time. You know, part of the secret of winning in that environment is, is timing every little aspect to where you're on stage, you get judged, and then after that, it's like, you're going to be 80% of that, right? At, the, at best, at best. But in, in our minds, when we see that, we think that's reality. And it's difficult to separate from, from reality. So we always sort of, you know, there's a, there's a saying too. We, we're, so we've done the E plus R equals O. And I always thought it was Confucius that said, all unhappiness come from comparison, you know? Uh. When you are looking at someone else and judging if you are good enough, you need to back up and build your work on your foundation, you know, and you, and I think personally for me, faith has a part in that, right? I feel like whether you are, whether you're a, a, 
a Christian or a Muslim or whatever your religion might be, I feel like believing in something above who we who we are, above ourselves, it, it gives us something to aspire to. And it also gives us the feeling that we were created for a reason, right? That we're here, we have a purpose. If we fulfill that purpose, if we reach our divine ideal, then we're doing the best that we can. We'll, we'll never be perfect. But if we're excellent, then we're doing a, a pretty good pretty good job, right, with our life. Yeah, it gives people uh, hope, you know, just right. You know, depending on what your background is and what you believe and what you don't believe. And, but, you know, it gives people that hope that, hey, if I'm staying along the right roads here, making good decisions and that even though the road might be a little rocky right now, but down the road, you know, I'll be okay. Right. It, it might not, I might not think that right now, but eventually, you know, if I, if I trust in myself and trust in, um, you know, whatever, like I said, you believe in that everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not, then, okay, well, then it's not the end. That's right. Right. You can always make adjustments. Right. And so, but I, I agree with you. I, I always feel like I, and I try to, you know, it's one of these things you come to these, uh, sort of examples, right? And I always try to explain it as best I can. But it's it's like if you were to think about the roles that you play in your life and the the foundation of who you are under each role. So the values, the character that you bring to each role. Like if you're a parent or if you're a if you're a a sibling, right? Or if you're a child or uh, you're a colleague at work or you're a member of a, an advisory board or a charity you know, whatever those different roles are that you play uh, or that you you fulfill, if you were to think of your I, I divine ideal, and by that I mean if you were to fulfill your destiny as a, as a husband or a wife, as a spouse, if you were to be the best that you could be, what does that look like? What does that feel like? How does that, you know, what does it sound like? What does it smell like? What is that? What is the whole environment like? And when you've defined that for what you're trying to do in your life, in those different aspects, then when you start to make decisions, it gives you a it gives you a framework to work within, right? Oh yeah. So you know if you're taking a if if you're following a path towards that ideal, and you make a decision that moves off to the left and takes you away from that path, you'll feel that as dissonance. You'll feel that as as a buzzing, something's off, sort of a, an irritation that this, this I'm not being true to my my calling, you know. Yeah, and that gives you an opportunity to revisit, you know, and and correct course. So, it's it sounds like it's uh, sounds hokey, right? It sounds like that can't possibly be true. I mean, it seems like that's kind of what you were saying earlier, where you said in your twenties you were angry, you know, and that, you know, it seems like you were just it's not hokey, but it seems like you were just kept going down the right road, and even though you thought it was, and then life gave you one eighty, but then you kind of learned something from it, and then you know, got back up on your horse and kept riding. Well, that's right. We have no choice, do we? Yeah. Well, it's either you just lay down in the gutter or you get back up and say, Hey, I'm not going to let this right. take me down. You know, that's right. That's the, uh, there's a, the story of the Marines, you know, when they're, I, I, I forget who they're training, if it's, you know, for the elite classes or what, but they, you have to scale this big cliff face. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they'll, and when you're in, I don't know how tall, let's say it's 500 feet. Sometimes when people are at 200 feet, they'll freeze, you know, and they're, they don't know what to do. And they're like, man, I've still got a long way to go. And I'm really feel, feeling tired. And the idea, the, the, the instructor will come by and say three, it's a three foot box, man. So where you're at right now, I want you to find the next handhold. 
I want you to find the next foothold. And then I want you to keep that three foot box. I don't want you to think about how far it is. I don't want you to think about how tired you are. I want you to think about that one handhold, that one foothold at a time. And if you do that and you can do that, then at the end of your journey, you'll be at the top of that cliff and you will have made it past that obstacle, right? Exactly. What we do sometimes is we look at the entirety of what we want and what we think we want. We look at the the vastness of the gap we have between where we are and where we want to be. And we think there's no way I'll never get there. When the reality is you don't have a choice. The only action you can take is to take a step forward. That's the only thing you can do. It's the only thing you can control about what you do is taking that step forward. Your choice is what direction do you take? You know, do you go sideways to avoid the the path you should take because it looks too hard? You know, or you're afraid, like you said before, you know, I'm going to take this leap of faith, but this is the way I need to go this way. This is the way to get to my goal, but it it seems overwhelming. You got to stay in a three foot box, man. One handhold at a time, one foothold at a time, you know, and you've got to determine that you're going to do that. You're going to be satisfied if you make three steps today. You know, I'm going to be satisfied if I make five steps tomorrow. I'm going to be satisfied if I make seven the day after that. You just continue to build. The thing about us, our our brains, they're so incredibly powerful. One of the things that we do when when we practice self-discipline, it builds that strength, builds that skill. We build that strength and we build that skill. And so if something's really hard for you, when you figure out how to do it anyway, you get better. And then it's not quite as hard. You have to continue building the skill, right? Yeah. That's the thing. As people, like that's one of the great positive things. Anything we practice, we'll get better at. Exactly. I promise you. Yeah, so, I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but you know, people get people get scared off. People people worry about the the entire journey. Again, it's that three it's that three foot box. For you, it might be that one step forward. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it's really the only choice you got, right? Yeah. It reminds me of another saying that. I'm speaking of sayings that, uh, and I forgot, I think it's Japanese, but it was about this guy who was a samurai, I think. But he said, basically the quote was, once you see the way broadly, you see it in all things. So it's like, once you understand like how to do, you know, whatever it is, climb this, how hard is climb this, you know, cliff face or whatever that. It's right. Like, now I got it. Like one step at a time, you know, like a three foot box, like you're talking about. Then you take that and put it into anything else that you're doing in life, whatever, right. like a start a new business, you know, go into sales like yourself. And it's like, Hey, it's going to suck at first. And, you know, I, I'm going to probably get my ass kicked a little bit, but I'll figure it out along the way. And that's part of it. You know, it's, that's like, right. it's like you said with self-discipline, you know, it's that uh, it's like a muscle. Like you just keep working at working out and eventually hopefully it gets bigger and it gets better and that you learn from everything and that, you can, you know, you you strive from it. Yeah. Like it, almost everything we do in life is pretty hard, I think. I mean, yes, yeah, some things are there's probably one exception to everything, but if it's not hard. Then what's this, what is it? You probably shouldn't be doing it anyway if it's not hard or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, anything worth anything worth it is difficult. You, yeah, you, you know. if you're going to grow, you know that's and that's one of the six uh, human needs. It's there. There are emotional needs as we get older. There are things like we want to give back, and then growth. Right. So when you want to grow, that that requires you stepping outside of your comfort zone sometimes, and that's the thing where as human beings, I think we're, that we're afraid of, you know, it's, it, if, if I could, man, when I, when I talk to people and I sense uh, self-doubt or I sense 
fear or a sense like sometimes you'll get this imposter syndrome. Mm. A lot of people feel like, you know, I, I wish I could just, I wish I could instill in them what I see, you know, I mean, I see. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. someone bright. I see someone, you know, that's, that's curious. I see someone that wants to do well, that cares what people think, but has enough confidence to speak their mind anyway. Right. Which is for me is a, is a really powerful indicator of uh, whether we're going to be companionable. If someone, if someone is authentically who they are, even though there, there are flaws or even differences of opinion, if they're authentically who they are, if they're speaking from the heart with, with love and respect, yeah. I, I, I love that person. You know what I mean? Of course. If, if people are duplicitous, if people are um, trying to pull one over on you, you know, if people are inauthentic, if I feel like, I, I, you know, I feel like you can trust me with your innermost secrets and feelings. If I don't feel that same way, we're, we're just not going to. We're not gonna, right. It's not gonna, you know, if you feel like somebody's getting fronting, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. See your puppies back there, man. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. They like to well, usually they get up there and just sleep while I do these things. They're like, come on, man. We'll just sleep. You got two? Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got two little wiener dogs, man. Are you, a, are you got cats as well? I'm just curious. No, no, no. I'm just a dog guy. Yeah. Uh, I have, uh, I have cats. I'm down to my last cat, actually. I have, I had three and well, I've had, you know, golly, I don't know how many growing up and everything, but. I have uh, I have one left. And he's like our child, my wife and I. We just like you know, we dote on him like he was like you know, like we were changing his diaper every day or something. It's oh, crazy, that's me, man. But I've never been. Uh, I mean, cats are okay. I've never been a huge cat guy, but I've always been fascinated by the people who have these these bigger cats. I've I've just been learning about these last I guess year or so. Hey, we have pet, pets. It's like a Savannah cat, and but they're almost like little miniature tigers. They're huge, and I saw one on a video. They gave him like a whole chicken breast or something. The thing just took off. It was his. <laughs> I was like, "Dang, go!" I, I know what you're talking about. They look like a little leopard, right? Yeah, there you go. That's what I was. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of those. Yeah, they were wild, man. But I think you know it's funny when you talk about when you talk about people. I mean, I I love animals. I you know I'm, I've got a soft. My wife and I both really really do, and so you know people that that don't like animals. I have a hard time. I respect them and I love them, you know, where they are. Right. I mean, everybody's got a right to be who they are, but I just wonder, I wonder who hurt them in their life. I wonder where they're still got a little bit of a wound, you know, because if you can't accept the unconditional love of a puppy or kitten or any, any animal like that, 
there's something going on with you. That's not about the animal. No, of course. You know? Yeah, you there's, know, there's, and I understand people have had bad experiences with animals and stuff. But, yeah. And I was even dog bit when I was little. I was probably three or four, and I even got a scar to this day right here on my lip. But and part of it was me just because of I was on the back of a, long story short, on the back of a truck jumping around, and we were out in this hay field, and I guess the dog got upset and didn't really, I don't, you know, he got he didn't know what it was we going got on. excited. Yeah, we all got excited, and he just took a little chunk out of my lip here, but um i still love dogs to this day i mean it's no no fault to him no fault to me i guess but this you know dog didn't like what was going on but yeah but still to this day it's just like hey man these guys man you know <laughs> i give them a lot of crap but they're my dudes man they're, they're yeah they seem to be very happy yeah they're, they're very well loved they look a like treat, a boy and get a blanket and they're good to go man that's one that's their thing well it's you know it, but it's interesting that's one of the ways i kind of i've hired a lot of people in my life been a, been a leader in uh you know, the software industry. And one of the things I would do, animals was one thing. You really couldn't set up anything like that. But occasionally I would meet people for lunch, especially depending upon how important the thing was for me, sure. how important the role was, right? But if you really wanted to find out, if you if you wanted to see what someone was really like, take them to a restaurant and have them, have them mess up the meal a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and then see how that person responds. Because I tell you, the service industry, I know a lot of a lot of countries will say it's mandatory that you serve in the military. Well, I think in the in the States, it ought to be mandatory that you're a waiter or a waitress for a couple of years. Oh, yes. Because I think you learn, you know, the importance of the role, the importance of the job, how to do it with a smile on your face, even when the customer might be rude. And then as you go through the rest of your life, you appreciate those who serve. And it's not just waiters and waitresses. It's across a variety of, of uh, industries. Yeah, but th- those people that are in that front line, you know, taking care of you as a person, as a traveler, as a diner, as a car renter, or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, those people are in a tough, that's a tough role. And I, I'm always amazed how people can speak poorly to people as if they're being, as if they're judging them less than worthy of their respect because of the role that they're in i've never understood that you know i'm sure i'm sure there have been times in my life's life i mean you know i'm not perfect i'm not claiming to be that i've been short with people or i've been but it's never been because i disrespected what they were doing as a living it's never been because of their role might be because i was in a hurry or they messed something up and i didn't handle it well whatever but you see people that are just rude to people like that out in public and it's it's just it just tells you a lot about them. And again, yeah. I go, I go back to, you know, who, who hurt you, man? You know, <laughs> who, who hurt you? Why, why are you still hurting at this stage in your life where you have to treat another person like that? Yeah. You know, and talking about, you know, I've been working in those industries too. I was a yeah. host for a while and I actually worked in retail through college and man, there's some, tough. yeah, man, tough. like you said, you've learned a lot of lessons and it's tough, man, especially being, you know, a cashier at a major, I was, I worked, I was a cashier at Walmart for all baseball college, <laughs> but you learn a lot. You see a lot too, but oh yeah. Uh, but one of the things though, that, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, like in talking about with the human mind and everything that it's almost ingrained in to some people's mind just to be, have this ego about them and walk around. Like they are the, you know, the hierarchy of all hierarchy, I guess. And that, you know, they're right. wrong. And that's why, you know, and they think people should be, below them for whatever reason it's just like man just let the ego go man and and i wonder if that's just because kind of like what you just said that they've never had a uh a humbling experience in life you know that either they've always gotten everything to uh, for them or everything's came easy and they just never had to put in this 
extra work and you know just they've never had this you know i take a loss on something i guess is what i'm trying to say that right everything's been perfect right. your whole life right or or what i find a lot of times is this overcompensation so here's somebody that you know they feel like they're finally making a little money and so but they you know the only way they feel good is to show somebody else that they're better than them yes or to act like they're better than them they they it's like you know the way that I'll build myself up is to tear, tear other people down, and the the truth, the universal truth of that is that's not sustainable. No. Sooner or later, as a human being, you're going to realize you're being a real jerk, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I, I wish you know it happened sooner than later, but I think sometimes people feel like that's how they should act if they are if they are successful and they're doing well. When yeah. in fact, you find people that are just really successful in their field and are financially very well off that are the most gracious and humble people you know that you you would ever meet you know and those people and a lot of it in my opinion it comes down to yourself your self image you know are you able to love yourself and forgive yourself and so that you know when you when you do reach that point that you're able to love yourself and forgive yourself you're not taking anything out on anybody else and you're not trying to overcome your own lack of self-worth, self-confidence or whatever by it tearing this person down, right? Yeah. There's a saying, you know, we were talking we were talking about sayings a lot, Chris. It's like the the world will forgive you anything but success. They'll forgive you anything but success. It is easier to say, "Oh, I knew that guy was a, you know, bastard or I I knew that guy was a thief or a, a liar or a cheat or, you know, whatever." It's easier to say that because okay, he's just like me, then to give somebody accolades and say, wow, job well done. You know, that guy's got his, got his game together. That guy's knows, he knows who he is and what he wants. Right. But the, the, the other interesting side of that is those people that do feel that way, that do know who they are and do know what they want are, are those people that it's almost foolish to try to cut them down or attack them, right? Because they're, it, it's, it's like they're Teflon to that. It's not going to matter. Of you know course. what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you mean, man. So it's like, that's not about, that's not about when we go through life, if, when you go through life, when you have somebody that goes off and, and is irrational and mean and whatever to you, it's not about you. Yeah. It's, not, it's usually that person's fighting some other demon somewhere else. Right? Oh yeah. And you never know what their journey is. You never know where they are on it. You know, and so you, I try to, I mean, you know, I don't get, I don't get that a lot. And when I do, I just try to, you know, I'll send them a little thought. I'll send them a little healing thought, man. I hope whatever's going on with you, this ain't about me. You know, I hope it gets better. I hope you get better. I hope you find peace. You know, what was one uh, of your keys to like success and learning that? finding peace within yourself after that rocky road you went through and just learning like you know did you start reading more did you start looking up i know you found tony robbins and was it just changing the way you thought about things was that one of the keys well that, that was that was one of the things yeah i mean when you mm -hmm. learn that when you when you really learn i think we're i think we we start out thinking that we are hardwired to be a certain way you yeah know? and the opposite is true we we may be hardwired to have certain tendencies and we may have created some hard wiring by watching what people have done as we've grown, especially when we were younger, 
depending upon who we were hanging out with. Sometimes you can have great parents. I had great parents. My, my parents were awesome. They still are. But, you know, if you hang around with the wrong group or you hang around with the, the wrong role models or you choose the wrong role models, you sort of learn patterns of thinking and behaving, right? Yeah. And so you have to get to a point where you, you understand who you are. That's the only way to change those underlying habits and rituals. And that's, of course, right down Tony's alley. So the biggest thing you can do first, it's like, you know, the Greeks said, know thyself and, and nothing in excess, by the way. That's what a great saying, I think. Really, you have to know who you are, what makes you happy, what makes you, what brings you joy. A lot of us have forgotten what brings us joy, what makes us laugh uncontrollably, what makes us want to dance, right? Yes. And if we, we, anybody that, that is afraid to go out and dance when they hear music, they like, hey, let go of that. You know, I mean, who cares? Trust me. Exactly. The people in the the people in the room care less about you. I mean, unless you're unless you're doing, you know, belly flops and you're doing uh, you're rolling across the floor and knocking people. I mean, honestly, nobody cares. If it brings you joy, do it. There yeah. are people that when you when you when you allow yourself to be authentically who you are. And when you allow yourself to be joyful, again, authentically, I mean, I'm not trying to make myself joyful because I want the attention. I'm just enjoying whatever's going on. I'm, I'm involved in the moment. This is me. This is who I am. You're going to attract other people that appreciate your, your confidence, that appreciate your honesty. And you give them permission to be who they are and enjoy what they enjoy, you know? Yeah. And so... And when you when you live, in my opinion, when you live your life as close to who you are authentically as you can, you you draw those people to you that love and appreciate that. And you in turn will love and appreciate them. And those are the people you want to keep in your life. Right. Yes. yes. So, but it's, you know, the hardest part of that is for you to be honest with yourself and for you to be nonjudgmental for yourself. You don't have to be the best dancer or a great dancer or any, even who cares? Nobody cares. If it brings you joy, go do it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And uh, if I could get more people to do that, man, that would make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand, man. And this kind of echoing what you're saying though, you know, one thing I've learned over my journey, I guess that, you know, like kind of what you were touching on earlier about how everything is almost perfect and, you know, everything's always gummy bears and raindrops and there's nothing that can go wrong, but you know, it's okay to be vulnerable at times and, you know, and go out there and try something new and like, Hey, and tell people that you don't know what you're doing or, you know, or just trying something new in that way. Cause other people are thinking the same thing too. Like you said that even some people were probably either applauding you for going out and dancing or they're just as nervous as you are. And they're actually applauding you for like, Oh man, he's actually got the balls to go out there and dance and what right. he looks like and stuff. Somebody's and, on the dance floor. Yeah. There yeah you go. People, some people envy that, you know, and that's one of the things that like you're saying, like, Hey, if we, go out and have a good time, who cares if I don't have to be the best dancer here at this wedding here, I just want to go out and enjoy myself, you know, and right. just, and not, not saying go out there and like what you're saying, push people down and do something wild and crazy or whatever it was, but just, right. you know, I think everyone knows the, the social rules and social limits and like what they can and can't do and how to dance and still have a good time and, you know, right. not make a complete fool of themselves. And like, yeah, man, and I applaud people who are willing to take a chance and that are actually also willing to say that, hey, man, I didn't really know how to dance, but I wanted to go dance. So I tried, 
and right. that, and, that, and that means a lot to me because it's like oh they are human you know they're just like me oh, they're, yeah exactly yeah, they have their insecurities they have their confidence they're, oh, they're yeah they, yeah you know it's it's everybody it ain't just me you know right you know and it's it's interesting you know I, I think as males I hate to, you know I don't want to be whatever I mean I'm but I'm speaking from the heart about this I think a lot of times you'll find not all the time and I'm certain that that this is true with females as well in different ways but a lot of times men tend to be competitive, you know, oh, yeah. I don't know if you, you, you've noticed that, but you oh, know, yeah. it, it can be in all aspects of life. Right. And so, you know, it's something that you, so when we talk about, you know, getting together, doing some things that show that you're vulnerable show, you know, not being afraid to look foolish. Those are things that as men, at least speaking as a man, I know this of myself, right. I know that I have to kind of be aware of that yes. because I, you know, I'm not in competition with them, and I don't, I don't care. I'm, I've, I've got a good friend of mine, and, uh, you know, he's still, you know, he's still in the corporate world, of course, and, uh, you know, he applauds me opening my practice and and being able to build a, a good practice. But, you know, he's still in the corporate world. He's a little bit older than I am, and every time I, every time I see him, you know, he's still competing. You know, he's still competing. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. He still wants to. He wants to. You know. He still wants to be one of the cool kids and all that kind of stuff. And he is, he is, he's very gifted, very, he's a great person. So I'm not in any way knocking him, but it's a, it's just a thing I can see with him where he's still like, you know, he's aware that, you know, he's the older guy. So he wants to, you know, wear the Apple watch and oh yeah, drive by the electric car and make sure, cause you know, you gotta be on top of all of that. Right. Of course. Of and course. so and it, it's, it's an interesting dynamic though, you know, Sure. Because he's by far not the. I'm not again. I'm not criticizing. It's just something that I see that I notice, and it's in in business there's a degree of that you have to do. But I think you want to be aware of it. You know, I think you want to be aware that it, does it really matter? Do I really have to? You know, do I really have to have this kind of a, a sort of tension right yeah, yeah, when I'm yeah. in these situations? And the, the truth is, no. What you think is so important often what's so important to us when we're out or when we're interacting with other people, we're building relationships. Other people don't even know you're thinking about that. Of course. They don't even, they don't even have any idea that that's important to you, you know, and you're stressing about it and creating all these other scenarios about, you know, what might be going on. And they don't even know, man, they, they're not even aware you're there. Half yeah. the time. So yeah. it's the, what I, all of this that we're kind of talking around. The, the important thing is, you got to know who you are and what brings you joy. And yep. you have to know what happiness means for you. Mm-hmm. If it may mean, you know, I got to make a certain amount of money. I want to have a certain status. I want significance because of my achievements. That may be what makes you happy. But I will tell you, if you really look at it, it is going to be more subtle things. It's going to be the relationship you have with your children. It's going to be the relationship you have with your siblings and your parents. It's going to be dear friends that you've had most of your life or in your youth that have always stood by you and made you laugh. And, you know, those things that that create that that harmony with our people uh, has a lot more meaning than we pay attention to, I think. So, yeah. yeah and, and that's and that's a real good point, too, that just knowing that stuff and being very self-aware just because of. And, and personally speaking, though, you know, like I noticed when I was in college and going through college that my morals and values changed over time. You know, what I was really 
wanting them were like, and I was kind of like you, you know, I, everyone was basically told me that, Hey, the higher degree you get, you know, uh, if you go to school or go to college, you'll get a great job coming out and you'll be making tons of money and right. all that good stuff. And which is, that's not always the case, but at that time, like, that's what I guess I was kind of focused on as well. was like, get through college and, you know, have a good time as well, but you know, right. get the degree and you'll be, you know, you'll, you'll be set. You'll have success. Right. But, you know, I mean, then going through my, you know, again, long story short, just going through my little journey that over time I started learning more and figuring out what my morals and values in life really were. And they started changing over time. And, oh, did you freeze up again? One. Oh, you're back. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. I was yeah. talking to you. You were frozen. Yeah. No. So, but, but yeah, but again, like, again, like I got through, you know, I'm a young 36 right now. And this, I found out 10, you know, 10 years ago, my morals and values are different compared to what they are now and far of what brings me happiness and, you know, what, you know, what brings me happiness and joy in my life? And, you know, do I have good right. relationships to Am I making, you know, a million dollars a year? No, but can I go out and to a fancy restaurant and not have to worry about the bill? I don't have to worry. Yeah. That's fine with me. Like that, right. just, that means a lot right there to me, just breaking bread with people and oh yeah, sharing those memories rather than just, you know, sitting on yeah. my bed, like, damn, I wish I would have got that iPhone 14, you know, or whatever, two years. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like no. stuff like that, that's what's, I know. that's what's going to take me the long. That's what I want in my head when I get whenever my time comes is that, man, you know, that was good. Like, I liked the way I lived rather than just saying, like, oh, I lived the way I wanted to rather than how I was technically supposed to be, quote unquote. Well, and all this stuff that you accumulated, right? Yeah. All of these things that you accumulate. You know, there's a commercial on TV. I don't know, I'm sure you've seen it, but it's got a, uh, a young lady. And I don't even know what I don't even I can't even tell you what it's about or what the product is or I think it's a show. But there's a young lady that has set up all these dominoes all over the place. You know what I mean? And it's like extremely complicated. It must, it's got to take hours. It yeah. might take days. I don't know. And she says, as long as it brings you joy, it doesn't matter what other people think. As so, long as it brings you joy, it doesn't matter what other people think. And that that's that's pretty close to the secret right there. You know, it it's is. just being able to understand for you, you know, because there are a lot of people, and we've touched on this a couple of times, there's a lot of people that are living their dad's life, that mm -hmm. are living their mom's life, that are living, you know, their goals were set by their parents when they were 18 or oh, yeah. 15 or 12, you know. And so you're thinking, I got to live up to mom and dad's expectation. I've got to do it like dad did it. I've got to do it like mom did it. I want mom to be proud of me. I want dad to be proud of me, you know, because... When we're young, we crave that approval of our elders, you know, or you may have had a favorite teacher that, oh, man, I want, you know, Dr. Patrick to think I'm doing the right thing. Or there's just a lot of that that we that drives a lot of our decisions that is is separate from who we really are. And we've got to learn where we are and what we want versus living for others and trying to to, you know, please them. And I think up until a certain point in our lives, we all sort of fight that. Man, not all of us. I see some young, some of the younger generation, they don't give a flip ever since. <laughs> you know, when they were at 15, they decided they were going to, you know, they're not listening to mom and dad, right? Of course. And again, I think some of that is overcompensation. They're, they're trying to be significant in being so rebellious, right? And so, but whatever. But that is, that is something that we all fight. And we, and again, we have to, we have to look within and say, who am I really? And it doesn't have to be this big, like, 
you know, war and peace novel about every single aspect of whole, your whole life. It, need, it needs to be real simple. What do you value? What do you pay attention to? You know, and then what brings you joy? What really makes you happy or makes you content or makes you feel safe? Or when do you feel really loved? When do you feel you can be really who you are and you're going to be accepted anyway? And when you find that person, by the way, you should think about settling down with them if you if you're that lucky. Right. I agree, Dan. And I think that's a perfect way to take this podcast home right there on that note right there. And it's on a good note. <laughs> there you uh, go. Cool. But uh, well, thanks for being here. Thanks for talking with me a little bit. If uh, you want to plug anything or people you want people to find you and all that good stuff, how do they do that? Well, the best way to do it would probably be on LinkedIn. It's Dan Howington, H-O-W-I-N-G-T-O-N. I have a couple of things that I offer free. Uh, anybody that contacts me on LinkedIn, um, I have a free sales assessment. I'll I'll do that for you. I'll talk to your sales reps. Uh, I'll go through a process. I'll tell you what I think, and that's all free for you. I also have, as a as a, uh, a life coach, I do work with the VIA Institute, and I do character strength surveys for people. And it's all based on positive psychology. It's a short 20-minute survey. It'll tell me your top character strengths. Um, I'll send that to you. I'll give you my read on that. I'll spend 30 minutes with you, and I'll tell you what I think it means when your top strengths come out, and we'll talk about that as well. So character strengths are kind of cool. When, you are, when you're involved in things in your job or in your life, that play to your strengths tends to make you happier and tends to make you feel more content and more successful. So it's pretty powerful. It's pretty easy. So again, contact me on uh, LinkedIn and I'll be glad to uh, set you up. Yeah. Real quick side note. I've done a couple of those. I used to work in higher education and we'd always, yeah, we'd always do these, uh, I don't know. What do you call them? Like other icebreakers, but like, uh, like a a getaway for the employees, like, uh, Oh yeah. a retreat, yeah, a retreat. Yeah, a retreat. There and, you know, and then, you know, that was kind of our thing. We would do like, uh, it was all like a strengths finder thing we did one time, a personality test they'd have us do. And, you know, oh, you yeah. would talk about like what you got and why do you think you, you know, you scored the way you did or, you know, whatever words describe you. Like, what do you think? That's pretty true. Most of it was pretty true. And it also made me feel good inside actually knowing that, hey, this kind of does relate to me. Yeah, that's what I find, man. There's a lot of people, you know, and, and we've talked about this a lot in the podcast. But there's a lot of people that are hurting, you know, and especially now at the holidays, I think a lot of people sometimes they tend to self-reflect when it's Christmas and it's New Year's and they oh, yeah. think, well, you know, I'm look, I'm estranged from my family or I don't have a good relationship. You know, I'm by myself on Christmas. I, what am I going to do on New Year's? And you, you sit and you start beating yourself up. And I'm and I'm telling you, you're you're powerful beyond measure. And more people are are loving and caring and pulling for you than you possibly know. Yes. So anybody that's having any doubts or down or, you know, you need to feel better, you, you call me. You get on LinkedIn. My number's there. You call me. I'll spend 30 minutes with you. And I'll I'll get you kicked off in 2023. I promise you. That's yeah. the way to take this podcast home right there. That's <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, well, thanks for being here. Anything else you want to say or anything like so? Said a lot already. Cool, oh, man. Well, Dan, thank I you appreciate, again. Appreciate you. Yeah, uh, this was a good good conversation. I'm glad we did this. So. Me too, man. All right, All right folks, we're right here. See you, man.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 